Hello and welcome to Bitten by Radioactive Podcast, where we give powers to a name. We are going to create an entirely new superhero from whatever junk comes out of our minds uh, via the internet. So joining me as always, Dean McKnight, is Josh and Jade. Hello, guys. Hello. I have Hi. a question for you. Hmm? Why is it that every time you introduce yourself, you use your full name, and then we're just Jade and Josh? Like your well, if, if, if he wants to give away his last name to the listeners, that's that's fine. Yeah. I guess that means... I pearl of friends. Leeds, where Thought Bubble is. A great place. Okay. Let's talk about the comics we, we bought and read. Jade. Oh, me first? Okay. Um, I have been... Up my nose. I've been reading <laughs> Captain Imani and the Cosmic Chase by Alex Asan mm. and Lynn Darrow. There it is. Yeah, so uh, Josh and I both picked this up. Um, I'm pretty sure I grabbed it and then you read one of Alex's other comics and then rushed back (laughs) for Imani. So yeah, this one is, you may recognize the names uh, because they are the team behind Shade Runners, which I recommended before. Mm. Um, So this is actually a book that's three adventures that sees the titular captain Imani a you know spaceship captain uh, crossing paths with a rogue thief nicknamed Laser Boots, and they play a very sexy game of cat and mouse across space. Uh, and with the trusty lieutenant named Via nudging them both in the right direction, it's inevitable that the sexy chase will reach its climax. Oh, hey, boo! <laughs> it's a sex thing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's it's more than just sex that sells this book. The limited color scheme of it is so, so beautiful. I really adore the combo of green and orange. And it's not like it's not like a set palette, like one character skin isn't orange for the whole book. It like the colours swap depending on like the mood and the lighting, and I love that when a, a limited palette is really flexible. Um, so yeah, it's it's just masterfully illustrated, really. Hmm. Excellent. And uh, anything else you like about it, apart from everything? Sexy, pretty. I don't think I need to say anything else. It's witty as well. Uh, uh, did did, did you, you mention that it is for mature audiences? I mean, I mentioned sex and climaxing. Like oh, it's full yeah. of sex, guys. <laughs> <laughs> so sexy space bandits mm-hmm. and captains. Josh. Mm-hmm. Josh. Um, anything sexy? Um, the comic is good and thus sexy. I'll yeah, I'd that. go with that. Yeah. Hmm. Good. I've not been taking a book for my thought bubble pile. Ah. Oh. But it is a book. But it is a book that I took to thought bubble because the creator was tabling uh, there. Oh, I know what this is. Okay. So this week I've been reading another creator that we've mentioned on the show before. Um, I've been reading Kate Brown's Faith Says You. Oh, see now, uh, Jade got that. She kickstarted it naturally, and isn't your name f- first on the Kickstarter? Yes, because um, I I clearly love Kate's work the most. No one <laughs> can say they love it more than me now. It's official. Mm-hmm. It's in writing. If you look on the the backers uh, b- list of backers on the back, Jade Jade's numero uno. You you may proceed to recommend it though, Josh. You know, I'll, thank I'll you. Let I, this one I, slide. I kickstarted it, but I just. I guess I didn't put enough money to get my name in the back of the book, but I could, I could, I could just doodle it in there myself if I feel yeah, like yeah. it. Yeah, It's true. Just like scribble my name out and put yours. It takes it out. Yeah. Um, but hey, this is a good book. Um, what? Yeah, there, thank you. What, Dean, what have you been reading? No. Um, <laughs> this is all about a, um, a girl called Joanna living in the backwaters of 90s England. Um, it's mm. all about um, how, kind of like 
the past like joanna's constantly kind of haunted by her childhood and is feeling though she's kind of getting dragged down by her uh boyfriend chris who is also kind of at the moment her rock um and then suddenly she finds a girl in a cave and hmm. that is the, and goes forth there is the book um nice yeah this is the first issue i think actually kate might have announced that she's going to be doing the second one i'm not sure if she's kickstarting it though um, I um hmm? yeah I think I saw that announcement actually. I'd assume she'll kickstart the next one. It was it was very good and it's a very good book. My favorite thing of all, as ever though, is the colors. Yeah. There it is. <laughs> uh, Kate uses a really selective color color palette for the most of the book. Um, going quite um, in terms of actually like lighting as well, it's all quite um. I think it's kind of like underlit. There seems to be a lot of like light coming from below, kind of shining up. Ooh. Hmm. Um. But yes, so it's all quite um, kind of muted palette until a specific point. I suppose that's a spoiler, a colour spoiler. Uh, <laughs> Does I mean, that count? I'm not going to spoil the plot, but I'm sorry, guys. There is a very good couple of pages with more bright colour. Whoa. <gasps> Whoa. Um, well, that's the thing. Like, um, Kate's colours are usually quite um, almost like watercolory, very pale. Yeah, muted. Very, uh, mm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, nice. But yes, it's a very good book. Um, it really captures that kind of 90s feel as Joanna sets up an email account for the first time at one point. It was like, oh my <laughs> god, yeah. Emails without without uh, numbers attached to them. That was fun. Um, yes, can... Face Age was a very good book. If you can find the chance to pick it up from somewhere, then do. Do. Mm. Please do. Um, right. I guess it's Dean's turn. Mm-hmm. Lay it on us. Now, um... I've also gone thought for a thought bubble pick. Natu- naturally, come on. Mm-hmm. Um, this is an- another author, uh, another artist that we've recommended before. Oh, we're, we're um, always promoting n- new artists that we've never talked about before. Hey, <laughs> welcome. We're, we're a year in now. Like, we have our favorites. We have our ecosystem all set up. Uh, but no, this is by uh, Eve Greenwood, and it's called Orange Plates. Mm, I also picked this up, and it's very good. It is, isn't not, it? Not to hijack your recommendation. <laughs> to be fair, I hijacked yours a little bit. Come on. What's, what's a bit of friendly hijacking uh, between friends? But Orange Plates... That's the, uh, that's, a... that's the plot of uh, Captain Imani, isn't it? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yuck, yuck, yuck. Sorry, ca- carry on, Dean. So Orange Plates is about uh, the main character attending a dinner party with a group. Uh, the comic uses these uh, blank speech bubbles whenever there's like talking or conversation. But every other bubble uses a blue spot in it. Um, and then eventually you'll find out that the uh, the women have blue inside their mouths. And at this dinner party, at this table, they end up pulling out um, the blue out of their mouths, which turns into a plate, which they use to uh, partake in the dinner. But this main character, uh, they have sort of an orange splotch in their mouth instead. And they, they're trying to disguise... The fact that they have this orange splotch, they're trying to sort of hide it away. Um, but every every now and again, they'll go into the bathroom and sort of scope it out and like sort of examine it and try to fit in again as they go downstairs, uh, which is really nicely portrayed in this comic. See, it's one of my favorite things. It's a comic being a comic. You're going to so, have to like, elaborate there. <laughs> well, I mean, when they're trying to fake having blue in their mouths, they'll have that blue spot in their speech bubble, but it might be a little bit smudgy. It might be right. a little bit fady. Okay. Um, but like Eve's style is, is great because they're so good at like these really outlandish, almost like Nickelodeon-esque cost- cartoonish faces. Hmm. But in this one, like 
there's that contrast between the main character who's way more cartoony and can get a little bit more grotesque in their like arm and mouth movements and even their eye, eye movements like Eve does really crazy eyes um it's great but the um the other women are drawn like super super normal super down to earth like true to life and it's just that contrast and that feeling of like forcing yourself to fit in that's really um it's really well portrayed in this comic it's only a short thing it's um poignant it's a good it's a good piece of art i'd say hmm Sounds really metaphorical from the way you describe it. Super duper metaphorical. I, w- I won't spoil it, but mm. um, like the ending, like sort of, you know, sort of lights a fire in your belly, I think. It's it's real nice. Eve's a super duper artist. I recommended their webcomic before Inhibit. Still going strong. So yeah, check out Orange Plates if you can. Super cool. So we, we are feeling re-energized after T-Bubs. This is going to be our best hero yet. I can feel it. I kind of feel the opposite. I I feel quite tired after tea bubs. <laughs> <laughs> Mentally, maybe re-energized, but physically, very tired. I was gonna ask if like anyone else was still tired because I mean it's been quite a few days since, and I'm still knackered. <laughs> the the day after um, I got back, I was very hyped up and quite energetic, and mm. then on Tuesday I just crashed, and I think. <laughs> The, the post-con blues have hit and now it's just mm. um, very tired. I was doing that terrible thing I do where because I hadn't been at my desk for a while, I was drawing at the pace of one line, then an hour <laughs> of social media, then another line, <laughs> followed by an hour-long film. That speaks, you, speaks to me. Yeah. i tell you how bad it's gotten for me. I saw the fact that MCM uh, Comic-Con in London is a month away and I was <sighs> like, yes, I'm so excited. Please put me in that con atmosphere again. I beg of you. Anything. Um, but no, nah, I agree. Like Monday, I was kind of okay. I was kind of energetic. And then Tuesday and Wednesday, I've been. <laughs> but- well, speaking of MCM, maybe hmm? this generator will get you hype for a little oh. bit of anime. Ooh. Hello. I do like anime. Yeah. Do, do you like manga as well? Uh, a little less. I mean, having to read a book. That is a crime. Jesus. You, you are banned. <laughs> um, well, the generator I've got for you today is, it's, it's got such a simple name. I love how unassuming it is. It's the anime manga title generator. Oh. Okay. This could go off the rails quite it quickly. It certainly could. Um, hmm. So it's one of those that generates a list. So what I can do is give you some examples of these great titles and then we can hmm. generate a fresh bunch. So what we've got on this first list is uh, High School Samurai Zero. Not Samurai, Samurai. Sam- what's Samurai? Sounds like uh-huh. sort of Samurai Ferrari. Oh. Yeah, like a Transformer thing. Yeah, yeah. Or a uh, lovely handkerchief card. <laughs> Uh, sure. Musical Nurse Alliance. Oh, I like, I like that, that very a, much. I'm, I'm sad we're not getting that one. Magical Wheel War. <laughs> There's a lot of good shit in this list. <laughs> there are one or two bangers. So, so shall we pick a number that is going to give us a banger? Yes, let me generate some new results. Click. Josh, give us that banger number. Shall, shall we share it? Shall we... What was it? One to ten? Yeah, one to ten. Um, all right, I'm going to go with four. Do you want to add uh, something to it, Dean? Uh, nine. Okay, well, I can give you both and we'll see which one. Oh, that, wait. Oh, for a second there, I thought both of your choices had one of the same words, um, but they don't. Uh, so number four is High School Rider Bridge. 
That's pretty and good. Number nine hmm. is Abominable Driver Genesis. <laughs> Dean's one sounds like such like a kind of Mad Max parody. Yeah, <laughs> Abominable <does>. Driver. <laughs> colon or Genesis. Or like some old like, oh, what was that one that like MD Geist kind of thing? Like, what? Do you remember that? It's, a, um, it's like an old... Actually, that's kind of like a Mad Maxi anime from coming off the rails of the Fist of the North Star kind of thing. It sounds really familiar. <laughs> it's mm. like uh, what's his what's his name? Space something Cobra, all that kind of. Oh, just, oh yeah, the, yeah, yeah, with the gun arm. That kind of that kind of stuff. What was mine? High School Rider Bridge. Bridge, yeah. Which one are we liking? I can't. I have to admit, I do like um, Dumb Boy Rider Genesis. I forgot what it was. Abominable Driver Genesis. There you go. That one sounds more coherent than High School Rider Bridge. Mm. See, with like the uh, the whole abominable thing is just full of character in itself. Just there that is. one that's, word. That's why I my eyes were drawn to the one uh, right below your one, Josh, which was abominable ghoul tunnel. <laughs> <laughs> but you didn't Ooh. pick that, so we can't go with that one. It's dead to us. It's dead. Yeah. Also, we've done several tunnel based heroes. Like, let's be real. Yeah. Tunnel-based heroes? We have. Remember the one that was like a psychedelic tunnel and then the other one was that was just a meat tunnel? Me- oh, meat tunnel. I'm sure that's more fitting with your uh, Captain Amari. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, come on. It's, t- it's time to pick. Let's go with... My vote is uh, Abominable Driver. What are you thinking, yeah. Josh? Yeah, I'm going to go with Abominable Driver. My, yeah. my one just sounds like some sort of okay. surrealist paintings nightmare or something. <laughs> <laughs> All right, abominable driver genesis it is. So, who's got an idea? Um, there's some sort of cryptozoological creature with a sweet ride that is birthing, that is becoming a hero. This is the origin story. I know, I know, everything's technically an origin story, but this is the origin story of how the abominable driver becomes a superhero. Now. Did you hold on? Did you just drop another furry into our laps? Because we, we've done so many animal heroes. But but animals, we're so close to animals. Like we are, aren't we? Just animals, and every person you draw is just like a human furry. Isn't that just how it is? Well, fuck! You've just blown my mind. There you go. There you go. But how do we get this abominable snowman esque character? This are they abominable in that way, or maybe they're just like kind of evil kind of dickish to like, be honest i wasn't thinking of abominable as in like abominable snowman i was thinking of abominable as in terrible so like they're a really <laughs> really bad driver they're like lara jean levels of bad driver okay so it's more of an abomination of the roads yeah see that's much better than my dumb idea <laughs> i feel Which like, would have been... like genesis is a word we don't really need to deal with too much because like you say genesis just means like the beginning of a story hmm that's that's the sort of subtitle of the comic. Mm. Abominable driver, colon, Genesis. So they're a really <laughs> bad driver. How can we spin this into a hero? Well, I'm sure they'll be doing a lot of spinning themselves. A lot of drifting. But who who who's the character? Who's the character themselves? Why are they such a bad driver? Um, Maybe... I was about to say, maybe the hero is the car themselves, but we've done that a few times. We have. Well. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Originality, inspiration, please. How about a dystopian delivery driver? I like this a lot. <laughs> like a heck of a lot. No, no, no. 
this could work though. Maybe they are a or they started out as a delivery driver for other or, superheroes. Or other kind of food courier, I should mention, that other ones are available. True. That's true. And if anyone want to wanna sponsor, sponsor us, podcast, <laughs> please, please. But what if this superhero is trying to deliver like tools and supplies to other superheroes and then, you know, they've saved up enough money or they've finally gotten to a point where they can break out themselves, you know? What? What do you mean, break out? You know, they, they, they get to a point where, or something happens in the plot where they become a superhero themselves. Oh, oh God. okay, I think, I think I've got something. Okay. Okay, so Abominable Driver Genesis started out as a support hero who, taking on the idea that Dean mentioned about delivering items to superheroes who maybe like, need their gadgets. Mm-hmm. So like, maybe like, say, I don't know, fucking Batman, missing his utility belt. Mm-hmm. Thankfully, he's going to call up his courier, Abominable Driver Genesis, who's going to drive it yeah. over to him. Of course. Now, so I guess, hold on, I guess the hero name is just Abominable Driver, no? For, for, for now. Yes. Okay, mm-hmm. continue. Then some sort of multiversal event happens, wiping out every single hero oh, shit. except for Abominable Driver, <laughs> okay. who is now going to be starting up a new genesis of superheroes Ooh. by giving random people in the street <gasps> oh. all, all of these old artifacts i like this a lot and just basically Shoot, building up good. a brand new kind of pantheon of heroes that's fantastic okay let's let's do a cut here we're gonna take this idea and actually turn it into a comic yeah, um, yeah, bye. we've finally hit our big money maker <laughs> this, this is it no but this is this is like kind of good this is really good because then... Practically speaking, you. though, only Disney would be able to, uh, you know, adapt this because only they have enough money to pay for all <laughs> the different rights to the gadgets. Well, I mean, uh, obviously, they could be just like random-esque, um, not analogies, but... Oh, look, it's Waterboy's spear. Yeah, yeah, I get it. Um, <laughs> it's but, the, oh, the blue you, light. You, you're facing a lot of glare from the sun there. Let me just hand you these ruby-tinted glasses. <laughs> a- oh, and there we go. <laughs> are we, we're not going to do this with our own universe of characters, Yes, are we? we are. What's well, we, the point of developing yeah. a whole multiverse if we're not going to use it? We've done 58 episodes, Dean. There's plenty of items that we can use here. Good Lord. You can have... Uh, Falling Piranha Bounces um, uh, Planet Hollywood jacket. <laughs> I was going to um, say, you chose one of the worst heroes to have uh, <laughs> some sort of item for there. You get, um, you hand like abominable drivers sticks in their hand in, in their delivery bag, and this civilian is so excited. And they hand over a stone and muller, and they spend 20 <laughs> minutes discussing what the heck do I do with these? <laughs> <laughs> um, they. Get a literal, um, just a row of letters that say ha 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 ha. It's like, what? <laughs> you know, like I get, you know, maybe I could get their superpower. What? What do their superpower do? And it's like, no, no, their superpower is a part of their body. All I can give you is lots of literal laughter. Soz, great. <laughs> okay, so so why um, do, do we want to kind of cover like the world that this is set in then? Like, are we envisioning some sort of apocalypse where all the heroes have been taken? More of a... Maybe it's more of a Why the Last Man kind of thing. Like, all the... Heads up, I've not read uh, a lot of that book. <laughs> okay. Um, but maybe, like, it's just like a quick, like, scoosh. I mean, the, yeah, that, that is the concept of Why the Last mm, yeah. Man. It's just, like, a sudden wipeout. Yeah, exactly. 
So maybe it's just a, a straight like deletion almost. I think Josh, you were thinking more of like all the heroes leave, weren't you? Like for a cosmic um, event or something. Well, either leave or they don't. Or well, it's odd that I should bring up this one now, considering that it's probably actually closer to a reference that I made in last uh, episode mm. with Black Hammer, where they all yeah. got, where they all got sent to that farm during a multiversal event. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, we're not going to send fifty-eight heroes to a farm. No. But no, 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 no. fighting a villain somehow, maybe they either... Or how did Travel Express... How did the world happen there? Um, well, they kind of went... They, they supermanned it, you know. They went. They travelled so fast around the world that they could bust through to another... But how did the world end? Oh, I don't um, think we really... Anytime we've had a, like, a post-apocalyptic no, situation... No, no, I remember we... how it ended. It was, um, like problem with fuel sources and stuff so mm. like electricity was limited okay maybe, maybe that doesn't mm. work for a hero based around driving a car no exactly quickly. so i i guess what i'm thinking is combining the two so perhaps like there's such a desperate event that all the heroes have to leave yeah mm-hmm. um and you know perhaps this could start off with like a sort of double-edged sword so like yes they saved the world they saved the multiverse but they're either all dead or all trapped like outside of this world yeah they're gone they're gone mm. like they there's no way they're coming back as far as we know mm. i mean wouldn't wouldn't that be an interesting like follow-up as well like later on like okay we're back where's all our stuff <laughs> <laughs> sort of like last few panels of the entire comics just then like okay um where my glasses where's where's my extremely powerful like nuclear powered laser gun <laughs> where is that okay so all the heroes left Earth to defeat this big bad, and they won, mm-hmm. but they're gone. Now we have just Abominable Driver, and they've got a lot of the gear because they didn't have a chance to drive it to a lot of the heroes before they left. Ooh, what mm. if like they were? What if they were gonna go and deliver all the stuff? Mm. Oh, okay, right. Here's oh. a little spin. Oh, they're the right. first hero to find. Well, they're the first person to realize that none of the heroes can come back. No. Oh. So. <laughs> Nah, stop. No, Um, what if um, Abominable abominable Driver was going to go with them? You Mm. know, maybe it's that classic situation where they go off to meet them, but they're like, oh, crap, I've forgotten everyone's gear, and they Mm. have to go drive back to get it. But by the time they set out again, all the heroes are gone forever. I'm just picturing, like, fucking Sword in the Stone, like, oh, shit, I forgot Kay's sword. Let me just go and get (laughs) this one out of the stone. (laughs) <laughs> whoops i'm a king now but yeah imagine if it's like way more tragic yeah. yeah maybe that that guilt is what fuels them to start handing out this stuff to willing participants to fight the super oh. crime that's going on now maybe in order for the heroes to get to this multiversal threat they need some sort of item but in order to get back they need another version of the item so they call up abominable who's going to go get the other item mm. but then they miss the chance and they mm. don't give them the item to get them back Okay. Yeah. So it's like, and that's why, so now Abominable is just stuck with this item that if it was on the other side of this portal, yeah, I'll, I'd they, could, portal. they could get them, mm. but they can't. So now they feel quite guilty about all of this. Mm. So that's yes. why they've decided to start giving out items and trying to rebuild like the world effectively of yeah. superheroes. Maybe. So it's, maybe not, a, it's not a traditional Mad Max dystopia, but it's no. a dystopia no. in the fact that there aren't any heroes anymore. Yeah, there's no it's one more... to protect it, so they're, they're yeah. like, right, well, you're going to have to protect your own world. 
Th mm. These items will help, but you're going to have to mm. be your own heroes now. It's more like in like Arkham Asylum or that new Spider-Man game, very mild spoilers, where you know the city just go plummets into crap, and there's like uh, violent criminals everywhere. There's ex-cons everywhere. There's a uh, killer moth flying around. There's uh, Shocker zipping around. Yeah, I, I tell you what, accent. it is. It's it's those. All of those hero stories, like Superman, Batman, Spider-Man, uh, Flash, whatever, where you read those and you think, God, this is a bit much just for one hero. Where the fuck are the Avengers? Where's the Justice League? <laughs> and you realize, oh, fuck, no, where are the Avengers? Oh, no, they're gone. They're gone. All we can rely on is Abominable Driver. So I Maybe. think... Hold on, Jade. Okay. One, one last thing. Maybe they call themselves abominable for not being able to deliver the item in time. Oh, that's sad. But also, they're a bad driver. Uh, yeah, also, they're pretty abominable on the road, like Jesus. How many tickets? So many. Um, I, I would say they have racked up about $1.2 million dues in parking tickets and um, felonies alone, I think. <laughs> i tell you the best comparison I can make like to really simplify the character for, for our listeners. It's like all the charm and reliability of Launchpad McQuack. <laughs> <laughs> but Ooh. with the same level of crashing and speeding and just general hijinks in, on the road and in the sky and whatnot. I like and... the idea that potentially Abominable tr maybe tried using the items themselves first Ooh. to try and fight mm. crime. Mm -hmm. uh, so like maybe they tried to use Supreme Eyebrow's needle thread. And they, they just couldn't work it out. You know, they just started getting like a cat's cradle kind of deal going on. <laughs> they couldn't do a single thing. Yeah, yeah. And then maybe someone just comes up to them in the street and they just start using it. And that's when they oh. think, oh, actually, I, hmm. I'm, not, I'm not the hero, but I'm going to be able to help the heroes. Hmm. All I can imagine is like this very old, like old lady coming out of like, no, no, I, I've done this plenty of times. And they just start whooping out eyebrows and start <laughs> manipulating all the emotions. Holy that's, crap. That's really cool, though. Mm. Like, mm. just pic picturing... <laughs> You're welcome. Like, picturing <laughs> this hero being like, well, I have, to, I have to step up, I guess. I have to be the hero. And then just having this moment where they realize I was never the main hero. I've always been the one that supports the heroes. I just have to find some new heroes to support. Mm. That's that's so, such a nice concept as well. Mm. Just, you know, the people fighting for themselves. Mm. And it's, also, it's... it also leads into some very cool stuff where because obviously they've been a quarry in the past for these heroes, so they have to go to all their old hideouts, which leads to wonderful hijink issues where they go into the cat cave. Mm. And they're basically going through all like the traps and just basically, you know, trying to get all these items ready and trying to get them to work so they can take mm. them out on the road. They steal the Catmobile. Yeah, that kind of thing. I mean, at one point I was thinking that their car's going to be the radioactive speed car from Holly Deadline. Oh so. shit! <laughs> but but well, I'm not sure if I want to go down. I mean, that hole. I was thinking more that they just literally take the cars because the heroes aren't coming back for them. Mm. All right. Um, so we need we need a car like Do this we, is an after what I literally just said. <laughs> well, uh, let me let me give you an option B because there's been many examples of um, you know famous cars and motorcycles both in cinema and in comics. You know, Ghost Rider had that very cool whip. Um, you know, few few years ago, right, Josh? What? Sorry, what? Uh, Ghost Rider had that real cool whip. Um, very recently. 
Ghost Rider also recently rode a woolly mammoth as a ghost riding steed. So okay. anything to go. There you go. Comics, but people. <laughs> they're, they're still good, I swear. But what what if we made their automobile like a like a second main character in this? Oh. Hmm. Like instead instead of like hopping around from car to car, I mean that still could happen, but we, we need we need the um oh crap. What's what's the car called in Mad Max? The interceptor. We need an interceptor. We need a an Ecto one. I'm really glad you used interceptor as an example because I was thinking, oh no, but you can't immediately get rid of you know, a very classic, iconic car in a horrendous crash, but I guess you can. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, it made it into the second, like, um, car scene in the film. <laughs> and then was promptly um, destroyed once again. Yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> I, I just want this this hero to crash a lot. They can crash. Oh, sure. I mean, they crash so much, they're probably very good at, like, uh, fixing their car oh, as well. Oh, they're, they're an old stunt driver. Boom, yep, done. yep. That's in there. Good. Can can you imagine like um, say we're going back to Batman analogy needing the utility belt, mm-hmm. and it's a ridiculous place where they're fighting, and up comes a abominable driver just like going up against like a dirt ramp, totally mm-hmm. smashing the car straight into the bonnet, and just kind of crawling out, and then just handing over the utility belt. Very nice, I like it. So, so... and after that, they just need to get another car. Mm-hmm. So maybe actually, Dean, I know you're looking for a car to re- maybe reuse and rebuild and stuff mm. or actually rebuild there you go what if they start rebuilding like... we'll take we'll take from everything and we'll take we'll take from all of these ideas and we'll create an idea about taking different things abominable's cars gonna be made up of old superhero mobiles oh shit i love this so much <laughs> oh no so... i have to draw this <laughs> that's why no cars oh <laughs> no no, no don't worry so it's only one car but it's gonna have weird tim burton batmobile Wings at the back is going to have no, some kind of weird, I creepy just, cat face. I was just exclaiming arrows. because cars are horrible to draw. <laughs> so I like how they've gone from like this hero is now like launch pad muck's baby driver yeah. at the moment. Yeah. <laughs> which is excellent. And also <laughs> the, the idea that their car, like there's iterations, is, it works as well. As long as there's like that nice thing that people can recognize, that we can sell, that we can really like push. I'm picturing them doing, like, some really cool stunts now in my head. So, like, just opening up, like, the the um, roof window and just stepping up all, like, regal wind blowing through their hair. Like, really squinty because obviously you're going really fast. And they're just, like, nudging the wheel with the tip of their boot <laughs> in oh the right God. direction as they hold, like, a tool aloft to a hero who's maybe airborne. I like I like the words roof window. Jay. Yeah, sorry. A sunroof. Sunroof. You, sunroof. you made a lot of people very angry. <laughs> what? I don't drive. All, all, all of our car enthusiast listeners. I mean, if you if you're out there, cool. But I don't. <laughs> I, I, I don't assume there's many of you. If you're out there, help help us, please. Cars. <laughs> to, wheels. What are wheels? <laughs> How many liters does the, the pedal car that have? makes it go? Hmm. Um. I assume I assume this car can turn corners. Um, if if not, just, that's just not cool. well. Um, does it have an an offboard motor? It has a cassette holder. A, a tape deck. Oh, mm. a cassette holder. Fuck off. Okay, okay. <laughs> so maybe we should talk about this hero's personality because I'm I'm picturing mm. very um. Well, very, you, you very said assertive. it. You said it. It's Launchpad McQuack. No, because Launchpad's a bit too goofy. I'm thinking like 
they can be the same level of slapstick, but this hero is a bit more like... I'm picturing more of a... Considering this is an anime title generator, like they should be more like a sort of Kitan type. A little bit more hot... Blooded. I was thinking more like Justice Rider from One Punch Man. Oh, okay, yeah. That's they they mean too. well, but at the end of the day, Justice Rider is a guy on a bike. Mm. Yeah. You know, um, they, they, they mean well and they'll do whatever they can to try and save the day, but, you know, they can only do so much. I like that a lot. So perhaps if we fuse the two. So they're like this beautiful middle ground between Moomin Rider and... Um, Kitan. Launchpad. And yeah. Launchpad. Yes. Add them all in. Yeah, Just big old cocktail of support <laughs> characters. Excellent. They've got to have that, like... They've got to be smiling when they do the job, I think. That's going to be yeah. Grinning, like, grinning. Not a smile, because a smile grinning. is too wholesome. Grinning. Well, they're, they're going to get onto yeah. the, like, the adrenaline rush. Because, like, imagine... So, going back to your idea, Jade, of, like, there's a flying hero. Old Abominable is driving down. Mm-hmm. And they're noticing that they're going to be running out of road soon. They're, they're on, like, a... There's a cliff at the edge. Yeah. And they've, mm-hmm. they're basically driving with a foot, hanging out of their window with, like, a rocket launcher. Basically kind of aiming the launcher at the hero... Mm-hmm. shooting out like a rocket that explodes into like the item the one item that they need with like a little parachute attached to it just kind of floating down into the hand brilliant and they just love it it's like a and t-shirt get, cannon or something yeah, yeah yeah and they get to do their nice little kind of break at the very last second and pretty much well it turns this is the thing we can either end it one or two ways we can either have them do like a screeching halt right at the edge of the cliff do one of those like yeah or they can just fly straight off. I like. I do love the screeching halt and just posing with the cannon, like yeah. Mm. Or they can fall off and use some sort of modification that they've stolen from a hero to make the car kind of fly a bit. Oh <laughs> no! Mm. No, I've got I've got a nice little uh, thing here that might work. Again, taking inspiration from Jade and her idea A plus idea B. Maybe they do like pull up to the edge of the cliff and they pop a nice little like finger guns to the hero. You're welcome. But of course, they're being chased by like villains and crooks, and maybe that just like shun- shunts them off the edge and they, <laughs> they do a little fall. So you can do both the victorious can... screech and then shoved off. And then it you kind of starts floating up with the modification. Yeah. So they can still fly, and then it'll break again and then they'll fall. Yes. Good. Great. <laughs> that is the perfect encapsulation of this whole mm. series. Everyone's, and everyone's happy. Right there, you've got like three jokes in like a page of, uh, page of comics. Mm hmm. So, you know, you've not done like a page as an illustration yet. Don't too. do this to me. No, you have. You've done a few, haven't you? You did that one of um, what's her face punching out of a briefcase. Yes, that was exactly <laughs> what I was thinking of. I did like a four coma of that one. I think oh. you, you, you tend to do a lot of four comas, I think. Yeah, they're they're a nice way of like. Well, they're the perfect joke format, and mm. I feel like we get across a lot of our heroes with like simple punch jokes. Mm. Um, but yes, if you really want me to do, God, the demands, draw a car that's made up of lots of different oh. superhero cars. I, I didn't say I, that. I realized I we, haven't, we haven't talked about a villain. Oh. Hmm. I, I was going to mention. What um, if there's cause... a villain who's doing the same thing but with supervillain tech? Oh, hmm. I don't know. Oh, uh, no, that's no, no, no. I can't stand that. Do you know why? I why? was watching that stupid, stupid Pro ZD video where they pointed <laughs> out Every single villain just being the negative version yeah. of their hero. I thought you would have realised that what with being a big Flash fan. No, I know the this. The reverse Flash. I know this. It's just <laughs> I don't like it being pointed out to me. <laughs> don't show me my shame, yes. please. Um, I was going to veto that just because... Million and one reverse flashes. <laughs> See, like, I don't think it would be that compelling. 
you know, they're they're both couriers. Like it's kind, they're they're sort of level footing. You want like a big threat for yeah, this think, small hero. Yeah, yeah. I think it should be more that now that they've realised that all the other heroes are gone, they go through that problem of like, well, I need to step up, and then they realise they can't do it. The main bulk of the story should be them empowering the people first. Absolutely. And then it would, like, the main goal would then end up being, like, someone rises up because they've realized that all the superheroes are gone, but they're bigger than, obviously, um, Abominable can (gasps) handle. So it's more about the... Hold on. It's about the people fighting their own battles. So it wouldn't be about Abominable fighting this villain directly. But what what if the villain is someone who's taken all the superhero stuff or has received it, but they turn evil? Yeah, I like that. One of they get one of the maybe very OP weapons or items, mm. and they're like, mm. "What? Why did you just give? Like, why did they give me this? Did they are they actually doing any background checks on these people? Jeez, they should have thought <laughs> this through better." Uh, Abominable's going to feel horrible about that. Mm, like, it's, exactly. it's, it's bad enough that they got rid of all the heroes, but now they're arming potential villains. Yeah, isn't that great? Exactly. Hate it. This is a corker of a story. <laughs> I th- see? See? What I tell you, you got a thought bubble, we tank up with ideas and <laughs> So inspired. Oh my goodness. But yeah, hmm. I, th- I think that would work because you got the whole Peter Parker thing of, you know, trying and failing and failing some more. Mm. You know, I'm, tr- I'm just trying to add some good to the world. Well, guess what? Guess what, bud? <laughs> no one wants that. No one wants that and you just gave like this individual has been downtrodden for his in, uh, for their entire life a darn bazooka that shoots more bazookas so do you want to maybe actually pick something that would be a good weapon to spawn a villain one, have one you realized that ones? we we don't actually have many item based heroes in our pantheon yes i know yeah <laughs> if we're gonna do like <laughs> I, don't, a, an Arkham... I don't think i realized <laughs> If we were going to do like an Arkham Asylum game, there would not be many Easter eggs. Wait, Let me... no, there is one item-based hero that I know of. What? It's it's Coil of Balance. <laughs> oh. See, I thought of another one. Oh. Um. So there's, let's say there's a fire, um, and they just can't get into the building, and so mm. Abominable finds this really muscly person, and they're like, "You'll you'll do. You can you can use this better than I ever could." And they hand over this axe. And this axe has a little cape. <gasps> <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> a hero is an item. Does that count? Your other, your other four coma. I knew there was one I was missing. <laughs> so so perhaps what happens is they're like, Would you, look, what's this cape doing here? And they rip it off and they, they go and hack up the building, you know, get the people out, save the day, blah, blah, blah. And it's only once it's all over that the axe just wakes up, <laughs> turns oh, back God. into a person. That's, that's why they're the one hero who's left over because they were asleep when the event was happening. Yeah, they were a fucking axe. <laughs> <laughs> they were just laying on a, in some shed somewhere. Yep. <laughs> and then like Abominable turns up and they're like, I've heard about this one hero. Oh, look, th- this must be their axe. And they'll just pick that up. And, yeah, oh, yeah. God, damn it. <laughs> that's good. I tell you I tell you what, I tell you one item this like OP superhero or supervillain, sorry, might yeah. end up getting. What? It's a certain gaggle of children left over by <laughs> a certain hero. Oh no. Yeah, but the kid the kids aren't gonna allow themselves to be No. Used like that, are they? Actually that's a good question. Are the kids also on the other side of the portal? Maybe some of them Oh, maybe well, some were left behind. Surely a good dad would not let their kids get into the line of fire. <laughs> 
It's just it's a superhero who literally puts a child on their chest as a piece of armor, Dean. Mm. <laughs> they're like they're impervious, Dean. We've we've covered that. Let's maybe we'll can, just move on. Can you imagine like the this is like one of the opening scenes where Abominable's driving towards the portal to try and get to the other side, mm. and in, in the in the car they've got all these random items and just a bunch of kids are also just like in the back seat eating <laughs> oh ice cream and just like on their like iPads <laughs> with like really loud music and they're like no 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 I need to get Ulbrich Abbott's kids like he needs his he needs crazy his kid. kid fist he needs his kids <laughs> I don't know about you guys but I just felt like a small twang of embarrassment if there's any like new listeners after the thought bubble like yeah I'm gonna listen to this podcast they do what with the kids <laughs> No, no, listen, you got to go back and listen to that episode. There's, con- there's context, please. Yeah. Please, listeners. I think that was the Harry Potter name generator, I think. Yes, it's a cohesive it? family unit. They work together to be impervious, okay? We're not we're not mm. throwing kids into the line of fire. <laughs> when We swears. Anyway, that's not a good thing for our villain. Is there anything else we can think of? Um, Let me have a quick look. What? We had Inspector Non-Existent. They didn't use items, though, did they? That was their... No, they snapped their fingers and things mm. or touched them and things disappeared. Dang it. I mean, if you gave someone that kind of power, that'd be pretty sweet. Can we retcon that? Can we no. do a retcon? No. No. <gasps> what about the tu- Tuesday Breeze's... Um, oh, the, um, the fan. The, the feather yeah, duster. The, f- the feather duster. Mm. What, what powers did that bestow again? It was like flight and... Just um, scent- scented breezes, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah. I mean, that could be pretty devastating. Yeah, it could be like Coil a... of balance. No, we're not stop, doing stop coil it. of balance. <laughs> no matter what you stop throw at it, it, it just sends it straight back at them. To That's a really honest... overpowered item. That <laughs> was the entire point of that episode. I guess. But I kind of like that you brought up the breezes, though, because like they were such a good... like I don't know. They, they were like a team of house partners, and they were... Hmm. Like, I'm just picturing something very Jetsons-like, like, here we are to save the day, sparkle, sparkle, and they're just waving it, and what if a villain just used it, and you can picture them being really serious and grim, dark, and mm. diabolical, but in their hand they've got this, you know, multicolored, f- like, feather duster. <laughs> but they're whipping up like a really dangerous tornado or something. Mm, imagine. And to save the day, you have abominable driver no. Genesis. No, you don't. You have... Every person that Abominable has inspired and given it an item to. <gasps> uh, and they gotta go round them up. Yeah, Abominable go, go doesn't save around. the day. Abominable is a support hero to the end. Imagine, imagine them uh, rounding everyone up, but they've gotta like stunt drive a bus. Yeah! <laughs> Fuck yeah! Bonus points, it's a bendy bus. Bendy bus! Yes, very nice. Stunt, stunt drive the whip. Bendy bus. Um, is the only time a bendy bus is it going to get any kind of reaction like what you just gave it, Jay? <laughs> no, I like this a lot. A lot, a lot. Any last things before we wrap this up? Um, at one point I was thinking about having final nudge turn up as an item, but I imagine oh, what, that like, Windermere probably would have taken them with him. Yeah, I think so. But aren't they like a, um, like a, a cyber ghost? Yeah, but they can still exist on the object, even like they don't need Ooh. an internet connection. Could they go between the portal? Maybe. Oh, like that's how they talk. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Oh or God, is it? God. Or is it better not having any contact with the hero, so they don't know when they're going to turn up? Well, I guess I wanted to ask that because do we want this to eventually be like, like perhaps envisioning a season one? It's purely no contact with the heroes on the other side of the portal, but then it ends with the potential like 
there might be a way to get them back. Like it ends with um, Abominable's phone just lighting up and it just says nudge on it. Yeah. Fate to black. That could be kind of cool. And like I was going to say, because we've got one hero, the the axe hero, whose name f- escapes me. Um, um, yeah, well, it wasn't a, a, properly an axe, Pascal was it? Pascal Keteria. Pascal Keteria, yes. So the Keteria, not an axe. Um, mm. Because they're there, like maybe once they've had their little joke moment and they wake up, they're like, well, I'll, I'll look into this as well. You need to protect the people, though. So maybe... It's a combination of like Keteria comes back with some news and nudge mm. pings mm. on the phone. Mm. So like that could set up another season. And then of course you've got the old uh, World War Two situation where all the guys come back from war and they're like, can we have our jobs back? And the women are like, no, no, I kind of like working now. Um, just going to keep <laughs> this. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm the superhero now. You're, yeah. You've been away for a while. Like I've kind of got a taste of this. So that would be season two, I guess. What would you like to see in season two, listeners? We, we'll never hear. Tweet at us at BBR <laughs> underscore podcast. And oh, we what, will... what would the subtitle be for season two? Because we've got Abominable Driver colon Genesis. Uh, Abominable Driver colon... What's the word? Apiosis? Apotheosis. Apotheosis. That's his. What does that mean again? That's not very marketable towards Disney. Uh, apotheosis, Jade, is the act of becoming a god. Um, I was just going to be simple and be like, return. <laughs> <laughs> Uprising. Oh. <laughs> a new beginning. Resistance. Um, um, up, yeah. We, we'll talk to the marketing team about that. Let Thank the listeners for- decide, Dean. Uh, do our work for us. Thank you all so much for, um, one, doing our work for us, and two, listening to us come up with um, uh, a baby driver, McQuack, Scrooge McDuck, uh, <laughs> give out trinkets to normal human beings that they can definitely be trusted with. Uh, whilst, we don't, uh, whilst we don't expect you to do our jobs for us, the only job we do ask you to do is to leave us a iTunes review or a hey, SoundCloud review. Thank- See, there's a little segue. Mm-hmm. Um Whatever username handle you leave, if you don't have a, if they don't use handles, I don't know. Um, <laughs> then just leave your name in the review as well, um, mm. and then we'll churn it through one of our name-based generators that we occasionally use. We're keeping in our po- back pockets specifically for this situation, mm-hmm. um, and you'll have an entire episode to yourself. Like if you think about it, if you'd left a review months ago, you could have been in this episode somehow as like a sequel. Yeah. Like, oh my god! I think about that. Just like um. Oh, like stratosphere, hydrosphere. Um, maybe they. Uh, oh, maybe the money bags in that episode. You can have like their lucky dime as an item that helps them manipulate mm, coins. Yeah. You'll never know. You will never mm. know. Tut tut. Mm. Shame. Um, but there and, you is know, also. I could have ended up drawing you like I do every other week <laughs> with these heroes. Yes. On a Monday. Mm-hmm. Well, usually. <laughs> <laughs> and sometimes on a Tuesday, depending on how tired you are after a con. <laughs> yeah hit us up on our uh, twitter feed at bbr underscore podcast as previously mentioned where as also previously mentioned there'll be a, a sweet illustration of uh, uh, a vulnerable driver colon genesis going up on the monday uh, but on the wednesday before that we will be throwing up images and a little bit more information about our comic recommendations because what better way to experience a comic but with your eyeballs Correct. You're not pretty wrong. much. Um, but yeah, uh, subscribe to that and get all your sweet, juicy 
uh, recs, I- images, news, and other goings on. Um, but I feel I feel good about uh, baby driver Scrooge McDuck abomination. Launchpad McQuack. Why are you saying Scrooge McDuck? I don't know, man. Is like, Dean's patented just slightly editing the name each time he says it? Yeah. Move. Like Sprigtail. Yeah, if you can just like splice that together, Josh, and post, that'd be really <laughs> useful. Great. Definitely don't leave that in and make me look like a darn idiot. For the love of Christ. Do that, then. Don't do that. In the meantime, you have been bitten by a radioactive podcast. I am Dean DeLorean doing skids across the car park McKnight. I'm Jade blasting the initial D soundtrack, Sarson. And I've thought up too many good ideas this episode and my creativity has been tapped. <laughs> so I'm just Josh Randall today. Oh. Sorry, did it end on a downer? No, it's just Sleep. you always seem to do that. <laughs> <laughs> just Sleep Josh child. Randall. Just, you've, yeah. you've done well. Take a sleep. Sleep, sweet child. <laughs> Goodbye, everyone. <laughs> <laughs>